This is Good Riddance the Podcast. Episode 43 of the Good Riddance Podcast. Thank you, Jay, for looking that up. Um, we're back again. Again, man. We if you haven't heard us from us heard from us in a while, excuse me, it's because we're bi-weekly now. We um still study making changes and tweaking it for the betterment of the podcast for the betterment of the content of our podcast i am your humble heavenly well i said heavenly oh shit i'm fucking up i'm your humble i'm your humble host i've ivory back in the building the place that uh i need to be after a cool little minute man it's um kind of feel good to be back man alongside me i got one of my um one of my close friends one of my guys man one of the people that you've heard for the last 43 weeks with me as well. I got my man, Jay. Talk to him. Man, I'm proud to be here. Feeling ecstatic. It's been a minute, bro. It, it, it definitely did feel like it was a little bit too long, wasn't it? It kind of feels like that. But um, but I think it feels better this way, though. I, I, I kind of like it a little bit. Yeah, I think so. Um. It feels good. It feels good. Man, we've had... Um, I think they might like it, too. I'm just I saying. know, man. Uh, let's just dive right in. You want to deep dive this shit or fucking nose dive it? What the fuck you want to do? Bruh, whatever you want to call it, man. We just had the f- our 4th of July weekend, man. Tell everybody about your exciting, exciting bro. weekend. Exciting. I know you had some shit popping. Oh, man. You know we fucking did, bro. You know what, man? Let me start with this, bro. Number one, first and foremost... You motherfuckers are spending way too much goddamn money on fireworks. Let me start right there. Okay? Sure. Because, you know what? It is disrespectful. Okay? Let me tell you, let me start like this. It is so disrespectful to show up to an event with quote unquote good shit. <laughs> you pop the motherfuckers, everybody's like, ah, oh. everybody's excited. The kids are like, wow. And the next thing you know, you got a next door fucking neighbor who happens to work for Disneyland. And the kids, instead of looking at your shit, they're focused on the goddamn neighbors. Because they got the grand finales over there. Bro, let me tell you, man, it was. So here's what happened. We were going to do some shit, you know, around my area. You know, I was too fucking lazy. I was like, I don't know. We were going to do some shit around my bro's area, but my bro's area is a little bit funny with fireworks and shit. So, like, nah. So we ended up hitting up a friend's area over up on uh, Normandy, around 97th Street. Mm-hmm. For those that know Normandy, 97th. Yes, that shit was on and cracking. I'm pretty. I'm. I, I am widely familiar, bro, with that general area. My goodness, bro! Like cops got tired of showing up. They just said, "You know what? Can you finish your shit already?" Let these motherfuckers just pop the shit. Let, let them get it done. And no, nah, believe it, it was fun as fuck though, man. We had some good little, you know, burgers, hot dogs, and fucking ribs and shit. But damn, these fools were going all out, player. I, can, I can't explain. Like I've seen some like firework wars. I've had them before. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we over up on One Hundred Fifth and Prairie, we, we popped off some shit. Like okay, I'm going to war with the next door neighbors, but this time it was a different animal. Shooting fucking Roman candles and shit. Bro, listen, man. How you picture this, bro? You got 12 bald motherfuckers fully tatted up, coming out, holding like a big ass fucking like briefcase. I mean, not briefcase, like a fucking casket looking shit. Mm-hmm. 
Like, you have to get all these bodies to carry this shit to put in the middle of the street. And you need five motherfuckers to be lighting each side. That's questionable to begin with. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Let me just start there. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you just got fucking Christmas. That shit was wild. But I must say, I must say, although although I was I was mad talking shit just because they made me look bad and shit, fuck it. They had some dope shit. At least they kept my kids entertained, bro. So I was like, fuck it, man. You spent the money, let's enjoy it. Bro, I, I can't, I cannot buy fireworks. I can't bring myself to do it. I could. I, like, do, I like, do it all the time. When I was a, like when I was a kid, that was different. Like I would like, but now like I'm like, you pop that shit, that shit's over. Fuck that, man. I'm I just rather chill out anyway. Like my it's daughter, it's my it's daughter don't even like fireworks. She's three. She, she don't good. give a fuck. You haven't got her used to it yet. Nah. I mean, all kids didn't like fireworks at the beginning. They'd be scared of that shit. Like my boy used to be scared. My little girl used to be scared. Now they love that shit. They'll pop off that shit on their own. Like, hey, whoa, relax. We'll I gotta see. do that shit. We'll see. I mean, I guess. All I know is the fourth was the fourth for me, man. I was just chilling, man. I didn't really do shit. I'm washed up, like I said. I went to my mom's crib. It was nothing but the oldies plan. The barbecue, the 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 kids playing in the little little swimming pool shit. That's dope. Um the adults sitting at the fucking at the fucking table playing dominoes. Just we're, slapping bones. We're playing poker. Poker? Uh, you gotta play dominoes. And especially especially in a black household, dominoes is the is the go to. Dominoes and spades. It's because you know what with with me and dominoes is that I've never had enough people to play dominoes with. All you need is you know it's it's the funnest when it's three to four. That's what I'm saying. Like there's there's always about one person that's willing to play because they know how to play, mm-hmm. and then everybody else is just like trying to figure it out. They're like, nah, you let's play. They, they you know, fucking Hispanics, bro. They're like conquear. Like what the fuck is that? Like I don't know how to play that dumb bullshit. What is it called? Conquear. Conquear. I don't think I've heard it. It's a card game, right? It's a card game. Okay. It's a dumbass fucking card game at that. So I'm just like, dude. So yeah, I take it you don't like it. I, I don't like that shit at all. It's, it, to me, it's like an act of treason. Yeah, yeah. Just fucking watching that play. Yeah, It's it like is. playing goldfish. Like, what the fuck's the matter with you? Yeah. I just think, um, you know, that's all I did. Then I went back to my girl's people's crib, you know, just chill. It was hella ceviche everywhere. Hella fucking uh, uh, carne asada. And just with chilling. I bet you over there they were fucking playing fucking... What is that shit called? No, they wasn't playing shit, bro. They was just... Oh, shit, my bad. They was just... They was just posted up. What's that other game, dog? There's another game that the Hispanics love to play, bro. The one with the fucking... Uh, uh, Loteria? Loteria, bro. Nah, hell no. I don't play that shit. Bro. That shit be getting on my nerves, man. I can <laughs> play... Don't, don't get me wrong. I can play it. Like, don't make me a hater and shit, but... Yeah. Like I mean, it is what it is, man. Catch me fucking around playing Loteria, bro, with fucking beans as how, the fucking uh, little tokens and shit. Yeah, fuck all that. How was your um? How was the last couple weeks, bro? Let me tell you, bro. Uh, let me grab my little liquid gold here. Last couple weeks have been stellar. Let me tell you, stellar, stellar. You know why? What's that? What's up? I'm gonna tell you guys something, man. I'm about to get deep for a minute. I've I've come to a little hallucination that's becoming a like that's becoming a little reality to me, and I'm starting to love it. What's that? 
You ever, you, you ever like, uh, you ever get those moments where you just want to do shit, but then you just start thinking too much about why you shouldn't do it? I think I know where you're going. And you talk yourself out of it? I talk myself out of a lot of shit. Okay. So consider this. Consider there's so many things in our lives. You wake up in the morning, there's a lot of things that you want to do and you just don't do them. Now, some things, don't get me wrong, right. are not logical. Like, if you got to pay your bills and you don't want to go to work, mm-hmm. motherfucker, get your goddamn ass up and go to work. Right. You know what I mean? Some things are illogical. So I'm not talking about things like that. I'm talking about things that that will probably either make you happy or just make you feel an adrenaline rush or whatever it is. I don't give a fuck. Just anything. I'm just talking in general. Yeah. But I've been coming to this little thing, man, where I told myself I, I, ha- I will officially stop thinking so much about a repercussion and instead start thinking about a result. That actually kind of goes to something that I've uh, recently just like... Like, um, recently heard of. What's that? It's just kind of like, um, like, let me, let me, let me, let me think of how to say it. So there's, people have different minds. Right. Right. So there's people who, um, are consequentialists. If, if I'm pronouncing it right. Consequentialist. Right? So it's basically a person who makes decisions based on the outcome. Does that make sense? So, like, before you try something, you think you're going to fail, so you just don't try it at all. Oh, yeah. Okay. I got you. Right? Okay. Uh-huh. There's other people who are, um, I may pronounce this word too, but kind of deontologists. And they basically think that. When an action is like you know what I mean, like, and when action is wrong, it's wrong no matter what, right? Whereas, and and just to draw that, and there's like utilitar- utilitarianism, so people who do things uh-huh. to get to a certain outcome, kind of like no matter what it takes. So for instance, like somebody who's a deontologist may think they think a lie is a lie, so yet you should never tell a lie. Okay. Right? But a person who is more utilitarian, like, I want this outcome. I got to lie to get there. I'm going to tell a little, you know what I mean? So I'm going to tell that lie. Okay. Because it's going to benefit me in the long run. You know how your girl tripping out and you you just got to say something to just get her off your back? Or like that term is, what is that, fake it to make it kind of thing? Kind of thing like that. Okay. So you just kind of like, you know, like, like. You ever tell a lie to protect somebody? Is it lying if you say you don't know, but you actually do? Is it lying to say what? Like, so let's just say somebody asks you, like, hey, did you know about this? And you knew about it. And you say you didn't know about it? And you just say you didn't know about it, just to have no yeah, answer. That's, that's, that's a, a lie, lie right? Yeah. yeah, I've done that plenty of times. <laughs> plenty of fucking times, yeah. It's just, ontolo- it's just ontologists are just... So what would you call this then? What would you call a person that decides to to make the result their subsequential reasoning for next time events instead of thoughts based on other people's experiences? What do you mean? So like uh, 
All right, so there's been a couple of little ventures that I've been sticking into, right? Right. A little bit, you know, a little bit money ventures that have been going fairly well, you know, and I'm, I I feel really happy about it mm-hmm. because I've been doing a lot of things very differently from what I used to just because I'm just doing what my thought process brings up at the beginning. So my, okay. my conclusion was the only way that I'm going to know that it was wrong is that in the end, it has to go wrong. And then when it goes wrong, I have to come up to a reasoning and a conclusion as to why it went wrong and then do it again until you get it right. Does that make sense? Kind of. So. Tell me again. Explain, explain again. So let's let's put it like this. Let's say I, I come up with a new idea. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know if it's going to work or not. I could be very pessimistic and say, oh, these are all the reasons why it won't work. Mm-hmm. And then I could be optimistic and say, these are all the reasons why it will work. Right. But in the end. It's a natural science that your consciousness will defeat you each time if you allow it to. Oh, 100%. So in this case, instead of allowing your it consciousness... It all starts to appear. When they say, when they say you, you got to believe it before anybody else believes it, mm-hmm. you, gotta, you just got to believe it. So that's my point. So that's, that's, that's being a consequentialist. When you have something in front of you that you want, but you don't take that risk because... But in this case, you're scared you, of the consequences. But so if it's an investment, you're like, damn, I want to invest in that, in this, in this, in this stock. Back of your mind's like, nah, you're gonna lose money. And so you don't invest. You look up the next day or two days later, the stock is up. Now you're like, you see, that's what I used to be. I let my fucking you get what I'm saying? That's what I used to be. So whatever whatever the consequentialist, whatever you whatever mm-hmm. you said, that's what I was. I was that for a very long time. And I, and I made off fairly well even being that way. But I didn't get to where I needed to be or I didn't get what I wanted. Or I would always find myself telling myself. You saw the money on the table. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, one of the worst things that you could ever do mm-hmm. is kick yourself in the foot shoot while you're walking. Yeah. Well, no, I, I say shoot you. I, I say kick yourself in the foot. It's more realistic because at the end of the day, you feel it and you know you did it and you're more than likely going to do it again. If you shoot yourself in the foot, you ain't doing that shit again. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So my thing would be like, it's one of those things where I've caught myself rem- like going back to reminiscing of moments. Yeah. Saying, fuck, if I would have. Only if I would have. You know what? I saw this stock and fuck if I would have. I bought, but I didn't do enough. Be- and I knew I should have. You see, mm-hmm. I told myself, you know, just literally a couple weeks ago, I would never allow myself subconsciously to mm-hmm. do that to myself again. Now, I understand that saying never creates an open window for itself. Right. But in, in the essence, I have to try I have to, I have to really try to believe myself when I say it. You know? But I the, mean I just think I just think them something like stocks, you have to build yourself up enough for that. You get what I'm saying? Well, like no, of, of course. I mean, just like anything else, it's like riding a bike. At the end of the day, you're not just gonna fucking run a marathon on a bike if you if it's the first time you ride. Yeah. You know, I, I, I get that. But I, my own experiences have led me to this to say fuck it. If I'm going to make a move, mm-hmm. I'm going to make the move. If I want to make it, if I feel it, if, if the analytics look good, if the, if the statistics look good in my eyes, fuck it. Right? Mm-hmm. And just do it. Like, it, it's, it's incredible sometimes when you consider some things and you just look at them and you're just like, wow, I did it and I fucking just, I took the risk. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's no different from when you're gambling. You know, if you're at, if you're at that fucking table. Mm-hmm. Like I'll, I'll give you a hint. 
I'll give you a hand example, right? So I was at the roulette table at Pachanga. What was that, two weeks ago, was it? Almost a week, a week and a half ago? You told me a couple weeks ago, so. Something like that, Maybe like yeah. two, three weeks. Yeah, it was the weekend. It was the week of the, what is that? The, the week of the 22nd, whatever the fuck that week, from 22nd to the 1st of July. That was like, yeah. About two weeks ago. About two weeks, yeah. So, anywho, so I was up at Pachanga, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm over here playing roulette and shit. And I was, I was trying to be very precautious. I was trying to be very cautious about the moves I made and the shit that I did. Mm-hmm. And I was losing. Right? So then it, it got to a point where I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me, let me, let me just go ahead and get, let, let me get serious about some shit. Let me start going with what I feel. And let me really paint myself a picture. Like, because there was little hands that I wanted to do and I didn't do them. And then I would see the shit flourish. So I told myself, fuck it. This time, we're going to go. So the thing about this little moment of what happened, it was like a little epiphany for me. Because mm-hmm. I was like, man, fuck this shit. I feel that the center is going to hit. So here I go. I'm like, you know what, man? Cash me in 300. Put 300 in the center. Cool. 300 goes. Hits. So that's 900 back. Okay, cool. Boom. Let's get the 900s. Let's start flipping up the cash. I was like, you know what? Let's start moving a little bit of money around. Let's go ahead and put fucking 25 on 14 red. I like 14 red. She's going to hit. Motherfucker hits. Right? So that little night, bro, we just start fucking moving. Starts like The, the feeling comes in. Now, right. I don't want nobody to take the idea that just because you got a feeling and you do some shit that it's going to work <laughs> out every goddamn time, but that's not the case. Right. All I'm saying is that there are very few moments where you really get a strong intuition. Right. And you got to make those moves on those moments. You got to. It doesn't matter what the fuck it is, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a fucking uh, an investment, whether it's, you know, like whatever the fuck it is, you just have to just take the risk because without the risk, you can't ever reap the reward. You'll never get it. You feel me? Yeah. So I, I just came to that conclusion, man. And that way, you know, that's why like these past couple weeks, I, 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 it's been stellar for me, man. I called it great because I'm looking at things in a much more different notion. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking awesome. You know, just because, like, you just stop giving a fuck, man. That's where you got to be, man. You just got to find a comfortable, just a comfortable fucking spot to, like. Ain't, no, wait. Stop, stop you there. It's not, it's not comfortable. You have to find an uncomfortable spot that will make you react. And then once you reap those rewards. Bro, trust me, man. You, 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 put, you make an investment, bro. Mm-hmm. Think, think about putting $5,000 into something, like, overnight. And right. then you, you see that shit tank the moment you put that shit in. Your fucking asshole puckers up, motherfucker. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. <laughs> you start getting nervous. Right. And then once you see that shit flip itself mm-hmm. and that shit goes upward and you're like, holy fuck, that's what I thought would happen. That feeling. That, bro, that's an emotional roller coaster that you cannot fucking like just, you can't explain. You got you to go through it. Mm-hmm. You just got to go through it. That's fucking crazy. It is. It's 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 being comfortable in the uncomfortable. It's uh that's some that's something everybody like that's something gotta be that's gotta be worked on. That's not some shit you just um that you just pick up out of nowhere. And speaking of picking up out of nowhere, these earthquakes. What did you pick up out of nowhere? These earthquakes nah I didn't pick up shit. <laughs> I was about to pick up my fucking bags and go. <laughs> what about what about these earthquakes? Like my daughter saying these earth, these, these earthquakes. Oh, these earthquakes, bro. So all the fucking LA gentrifiers 
the motherfuckers that's coming here from your quiet little cities, as I've talked about before, I hope that fucking earthquake was uh, an eye opener. An eye opener. I hope it was a nice welcoming for you. <laughs> if not, you're welcome to get back on that 405 and drive wherever the fuck you can. Because I'm sure the 405 links up to whatever fucking freeway you need to be on. <laughs> to go back to where you can. Be like, get the fuck out of my goddamn city, you motherfuckers. Fucking fuckheads. Hey, nah, but that's just crazy, bro. The one that happened on the 4th, I didn't even feel that shit. Mother-in-law was like, yo, you didn't feel that? I'm like, nah, I didn't feel shit. She's like, it was an earthquake. I was like, for real? So she, she I felt she, that shit. She jumps up, she turns on the TV, she turns on KTLA 5, and that's all they're talking about is a, is a fucking earthquake. So I'm like, damn, that was an earthquake. So the next day, that shit hit again, like around like 8, 7, something, 8. I was like, yo, this shit is crazy as fuck. That was the day after... The fourth. The fifth. It was on the fifth. It was on the fourth and then yeah. on the fifth. Bro, I was at the fucking movie theater on, on the, the fifth. fifth. Okay. I was watching uh I, I took the kids to go see Far From Home. I they, still haven't seen that shit. They by they way. evacuated the fucking theater. Oh shit, they got your cheese back? Oh no no no. It, it got evacuated like for about maybe like five minutes. Okay. Like because it, it started off as a little shake mm-hmm. and then it felt like a motherfucking wave. It was rolling too, cause usually earthquakes are like up and down. It was yeah, just no, like this shit started shifting. I was bro. like, yo, cause I, I was I was I was watching TV. The homie was chilling with me, yeah, and that shit starts rocking. And I was like, yo, and you can see the kind of TV kind of like moving up, moving a little bit. I was like, yo, this shit is crazy as fuck. So then, my um, so like we turned on the TV, and I don't know if you heard about the, this app. It's called Shake. Uh, it's supposed to let you know when the earthquake's about to happen. When the likelihood is up, the app what didn't the even alert. What the fuck is that shit going to alert you? Well, I mean, there's people working on it. I mean, there's people who can predict it and shit like that, or or try to at least. It's supposed to let you know anytime it predict. It's supposed to let you know within five minutes. It says, um, and it's supposed to let you. It's supposed to alert you when any earthquake is supposed to hit LA, um, that is 5.0 and above. Let me tell you, you guys fucked up. You guys didn't alert me for shit. They didn't alert shit. So I, I I know y'all fucking production suck. Bro, the, the, I ain't investing fucking, in y'all motherfuckers for no, shit. The fucking um, people who created the app, they, they, you know, they were on TV copping, please. Well, you know, well, uh, yeah. They didn't have no answers. Exactly. No fucking answers. Get the fucking app straight. Listen, I still have a strong belief on something. What's that? When the boss man upstairs decides to make a move. Ain't nobody gonna know. That's it. You know, it's funny. It's it's fucking funny, man. There's a biblical term that basically says that when, when the shit is meant to go down, it's like a thief in the night. That's how it's gonna be. Right. You're not gonna see it coming. You're not gonna be prepared. It's just gonna just happen. That's it. That's the truth, bro. It ma- it makes you think, bro. It makes you really consider how much of this life are you really supposed to enjoy. All of it, as much as you can, because the moment it's over. It's done. It's over. It's done. You ever thought about that? You ever thought about Yo, what happens when stuff, later? When stuff is done, afterlife? Yeah. I, have, I have, I have, let's talk about that. Like what, I have like, what, like super what? anxiety uh-huh. about death. So break it down. Like, like, so what do you think? Like, once you're done, I don't want to say I'm scared of dying. I'm just super fucking curious just like like I'm kind of scared to find out just of the unknown 
like, you know, like we like, cause I, I, I like science. I love science actually. Uh huh. But that's just some shit that no scientist can tell you what happens next. Yeah, nobody can. Answer is that. there an afterlife, or is is everything just all over you? You go underground, buried, or cremated, and it's it's done. Because it's weird. Even even with those people that basically like have medically died for a couple of minutes mm-hmm. and then came back, they can't tell you anything about it. I mean, they they say that they had an, an out of body experience. They say all this stuff, but how was that any different from a dream where you just fall asleep and wake but what up? What is an out of body experience? Well, that, you got to define mean. to me what an out of body experience is. Well, that's what I mean. Like how? But either way, if anybody could explain it to you, how was it any different from a dream? You're you're in a dream, like. How is right. it any different? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like I don't know, man. It's like you put a motherfucker to sleep, right? You choke him out, he goes to sleep. He could literally wake up and be like, man, that, that. you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, it's it's tough for me to even consider that. And and my thing is this, because my mindset and my background, I mean, my internal, okay? Mm-hmm. And, I, and, I, and I've spoken about this before. But it, my internal, you know, I have a spiritual thought process, Right about right. how I feel about things. So, and and I got my own religion in which I work with. But the thing would be, is that it, regardless of what you think or what you believe or what you know, that's always a topic of conversation that kind of always just like you want to know, right? You want to believe that there's something else after that, mm-hmm. which I'm sure there is. I mean, at the end of the day, like if if, if it really came down to it, I don't want like I don't want to be one of those dudes that just walks up and I don't fear death. Right. Because nobody wants it. But if it happened, I, I wouldn't, I, I don't know, I guess my mind process right now, because it hasn't happened, or right. I haven't been in that moment. Like, maybe right now I say, well, you know. Like, I want to read. Does that make sense? Yeah, I want I want to see something. I, I'll probably look this up over the next few days to see if there's any studies or how close can science actually get to that topic. Um, what happens when you die? Like, yeah, where bro, you go? Science can't even get close, bro. Wait, wait, but I want to see, like, science. Like, factually tell me. I don't want to, like, I like I, I want to see it without religion involved. I don't want to tell you, like, don't tell me anything about religion. Just line up factually. I'm going to look that up. I mean, that's factually impossible, I don't. Though. I don't think that that exists. Especially without religion, because people that have strong faiths, strong religions and stuff like that, I'm sure they have everything that they want to tell you about it. But I want to see it without, I want to see it explained without religion involved. Let's consider one thing. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and and technology actually might take us there, to be honest with you. You know, because I'm sure you heard about these. uh, Technology? Yeah, like like the Verit chips. Okay. You heard about the Verit chips, right? Not much. The Sorry. chips that go inside your hand, bro. The ones they fucking put in your hands and you oh, start. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Okay. Somebody, yeah. So a similar concept. They used these types of chips, but they would put them in the brains inside of animals. It's like a bull, for example, right? There was a video they would put inside of a bull. And the bull will charge at you. And you would just kind of push that little button. And the bull would stop in its track. Okay. So it was that control. Right? Mm-hmm. And I, I haven't done any more research from this, but there was a point where I was reading, and this was years ago, where supposedly they were developing like a chip format that they were trying to put like in the fucking, uh, I, I don't know what the, uh, close enough, like it goes in your brain, but it gets close enough to your cortex mm-hmm. where 
it can it, it can pretty much I guess like get so close where that you because know, you know like uh, vision is all about light. Right. Right. It's like a glass reflection off a glass kind of thing, and that's how we get the vision. Right. So it's one of those things that kind of gets so close to that where it kind of gets that reflection. Okay. You know what I mean? Back then, that was the idea of what they wanted to get done, which was a pretty fucking weird kind of thing because if you think about it, let's just say you just kept someone's eyes open, right, the entire time, and you catch them right before death. Like, what is it that the cortex sees right before that moment? I, mean, I would be scared. I would be scared to even find out how. Wouldn't that be a trip? They, how they even um, tested that? Well, no, it was because a test. About, it was because, an idea that they were coming because up with. Think about what they would have to do in order to test it. I mean, they'd have to get a human that's about to die. That's the only way to do it. That's crazy. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know about all that shit. That's just crazy. But think about it. That's the closest thing you could possibly find. Or the, the closest any people... And, and, and you know what, man? I wouldn't go beyond the fact that they're, that they're trying that shit now. Mm-hmm. Just because of the fact that scientists... Look, man, if there's one thing I've learned, mad scientists are fucking sick. All right? Hitler's fucking scientists fucking prove that shit to the fullest. Of course. So Did you know... Long, um, was it Albert Einstein? You know Albert Einstein had autism? I, I wouldn't be surprised with all the math petition shit like that he, he had. He had like 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 autism, like because so the oh sorry so ev- so the idea is everybody has autism. Autism is on a scale. You either have really 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 low, or you're really 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 high, and you or you fall somewhere in between. Okay. He was supposedly really high levels of autism, and though back in those days they couldn't quantify what it was. So they, you know what I mean? Like, he was really, they just thought he was just so different, which he was. Like, I'm not saying he wasn't, but it was because he had really high levels of autism. Right. And he would think of something that he liked and become so fucking obsessed with it. And motherfucker found answers. Some of the most brilliant motherfuckers in the world suffered from something. Yeah, just like uh, Howard Hughes. What did he suffer from? I, forget, I, I think it was... Um like he was like a germaphobe. Mm. All, all of them, either fucking OCD, like something. They all suffer from something. That's some crazy shit. You know that that motherfucker actually created a wooden plane. Howard Hughes. Yeah. A wooden plane. A wooden plane. That flew. Yeah. Nah. That's crazy. Look at that shit, bro. See, th- this is why I admire, and this goes back to what I was saying a little bit earlier, man. This is where I admire the fact that when you believe that you want to do something. And you just say, fuck what everybody thinks. Like, I mean, that's my motto now, bro. Fuck opinions. Like They're like assholes. Bro, like, everybody, fuck them. Everybody's got it. Everybody's got them, and I don't give two shits about them. Bro. You know what I mean? I was just, I mean, just opinions don't matter, bro. Well, it's not even the fact about opinions, bro. It's, it's even when you get a logical opinion, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've come to a strong, strong mindset now that, you know, I mean, because it's always good to get a healthy opinion or healthy uh, um, analysis. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, one hundred percent. Like, one hundred percent. It's but like if I try to join the UFC. Opinions are like records; they're meant to be broken. Yeah. You, their opinions are meant to be defied. Um, but the, my thing is that you have to be able to. You know, I, I'm reminded of this one podcast with Joe Rogan and uh, uh, what's that dude's name? Uh, uh, Schwab. Oh, what the fuck? I always forget his fucking name. Um. 
He comes in on his podcast a lot, bro. On his podcast? Yeah. And he has his own shit. Like, uh, he does interviews with boxers and fighters and shit. Like, at a taco stand. And he know. eats with them. Like, what the fuck's his name? Something Schwab or Schraub. Brendan Schaub? Schaub. There you go. Brendan Schaub. So, mm-hmm. when this dude was fighting... Because Brendan Schaub was a fighter. Yeah, he was a fighter. Yeah. And there was a podcast, man, where Joe Rogan literally, like, had a heart-to-heart with this fool live on that podcast. Okay. And, like, it was, like, if you if you listen to that podcast, bro, you felt it. Like, you actually felt... I'm going to look it up. That, that... Is it an old episode, or is it, it kind of recent, recent? No, it's, it's mid-old. I mean, okay. it's not one of the old ones, but it's, it's, it's maybe about a year and a half old, maybe. Or, okay. or two years, something like that, but... If you just look up, like, you know, just that. I, mean, I know he has a few, quite a few podcasts that he did with him. So, yeah. I'll try, I'll try to look it up. But this was this was one where, like, uh, they had a heart to heart. Yeah. Because, like, obviously, you know, Brendan thought that he could be a big fighter and he could keep doing it and shit. And, like, you know, he had some fails, you know, when he was fighting. You know, he had some tough, tough times. Right. And Rogan, I mean, you know, Rogan's about that fight game. Mm-hmm. And then they had a conversation about a specific fighter. And I guess Brandon said that he wanted to fight him, and that would be a good fight, and this and that. I think it was Cain Velasquez, I believe it was, that the conversation was around. And he then, fought Cain? No. The, the conversation was just about it. Okay, okay. And then Rogan just literally told him, he's like, look, man, can I be honest with you? He's like, can I just be really honest? Mm-hmm. If you were to get in the octagon with this dude, he would fucking demolish you. Like, I mean, he just told him straight up, like, he would fucking wreck you. Yeah. And and you you shot Brandon like what like what the f- like we're friends you know what I mean like yeah. he's just like wait the fuck like it come off as disrespectful yeah yeah so he took it in that form like what the fuck do you mean you know mm-hmm. and then he literally told me said look man is, if I'm talking to you as your friend like being honest with you right like you're good man and 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 you have great talents and stuff like that man but the level of the shit in which these fools are in you're just not there bro like I would hate to see you go out there and get hurt. Right. Like, he, he was honest, bro. He's like, I, I'd prefer you not do it because if you did this shit as a friend, I'd support you. But as a real friend, I don't want to see you out there get hurt. I know your capabilities. I know who you are. I know what you do. Sometimes you just need friends that is going to tell you some fucked up true you shit. Said, yeah, some true <laughs> shit. Some, you you yeah. see, so so I, I believe that there's a, there's a median there. Right. You know, if you have a friend that's honest enough... But with good honesty, bro, because you got friends out there. Like, you see, the difference here was Rogan mm-hmm. is a part of that fight game. Yeah. He, well, he knows, knows the game yeah. in and out. You know what I mean? So his opinion mm-hmm. isn't just an educated one, and it's not just about friendship, but it is a lot to do with experience. It's just because, like, it's tough, man. It's because when you have—I think when you—and this goes for any field. Like, I don't care how you look at it. Where? Joe Rogan is on the outside linking in. Yeah. Into that industry. Even though he's so immersed into that industry, I feel like he's still, he has a very front row seat, but he's still on the outside linking in. Because last time I checked, I, don't, I haven't seen a Joe Rogan UFC fight. So when you're talking to somebody that's fully immersed in that type of lifestyle, especially of that type of field, that industry, yeah, like every UFC fighter... If you're a fighter, period, I feel like you have to have some level of supreme confidence in yourself, in your team, your preparation, and everything that surrounds you. Mm-hmm. So when you get somebody who's close enough to the game to, 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 
to to pop shit with you, but still far enough away from it. You get what I'm saying? Like, like that opinion should be valued, right? I'm sure in the moment when he told Brendan Schaub that, and probably even after the moment when he said that, Brendan Schaub was like, yo, this this was tripping. Like, I like, found, like, I found out this you, stuff you yeah. don't believe in me, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, um, you get what I'm saying? But then I feel like that's an interesting take because what if, you know, you're, what if your son was in a fight game at a young age and he's going up against just some beast? What do you tell him? You can't, you, you're not telling a 20-year-old kid, like, yo, he's about to fuck you. Yeah. He's about to kill your ass. You see, and, and that's where it comes down to it, bro. Like, I, I really, there, there's a median. I mean, there, there really is. It has is. to be 100, 1,000%. Really so, so that's why I believe that, like, you know, if, if I take advice from somebody, mm-hmm. I look at it as an advice, not as an opinion. You know, because opinions don't mean shit to me no more. They used to. I, I used to hear opinions and be like, damn, let me make a change because of this opinion. And, and then I would never be satisfied. Right. You know, but it's 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 incredible to know that once you put your mindset in a place where you say, man, fuck an opinion mm-hmm. or fuck what they think. Bro, even the people closest to you, bro. That's that's what I've learned, too. I only take opinions from people who have my best interest at heart. Right. Like any everybody can say what they want to say. But you can't judge people's intentions. Like, you don't, you never really know. But you know something, bro? One thing I will tell you honestly and straightforward. What's that? That I've come, like, people's best intentions aren't always your benefit. True. Okay. Because, like, one of the things, a primary example would be parents. Parents will tell you, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. Like, why are you going to start your own business? You know, you should be, you know, get yourself a job, build up for your retirement, do this, do that, try to do this. You know, they, they try to give you the most secure path for guarantees, yeah, right? Yeah. And if you go against them, they're telling you how you're going to fail, like, don't do that. And if you fail, they'll take that and say, look, I told you so. But if you succeed. It'll be unlike some shit they ever seen. They'll, they'll never remember all the shit they said negative to you. They'll be like, what, what, I, me? I said that? No. Of course not. It's because it's tough. You see what I'm saying? That's it's my point. It's tough for people to hear themselves. It's tough for people to see, um, you know, like people people hate to be wrong. And that's my point. So sometimes even those people that have the best interest at heart, those opinions are not even valid. Bro, it's all about intention, though. Like, you're, like you know, I hope it wasn't parents that, that you had that were telling you these things that, um, like, meant for you to, like, you know what I mean? They were saying these things to protect your feelings. They were telling you these things because statistics don't stack up very well for people who take this road that's less traveled. And, and it's right? true, but here's so the thing. So it's, it's just one of those. Like, if your parents try to start a business and they feel flat on their face, they lost all their money, and they have to start back from square one, and now they see their son starting their own business, now they're like, oh, shit, like, we went through that. We put a lot of money in some shit that we believed in, fell right on our face. Mm-hmm. I feel like an experience like that, or like a story, or something like that from people that you love matters. I feel like that right there should be taken into account. I don't know. See, not so much so where it, it, it defers you from starting that business that you want to start, but you. Oh, so where'd you guys go wrong? Like, tell me so I can avoid those mistakes. See, but you know, one of the toughest conversations to have. 
You see, think about it, man. If you failed at something, nine times out of ten, you don't know where you failed. For anybody who's serious about what they were doing, you got to know where you failed. Well, see, but that's the if problem. If not, then that tells me exactly why you failed. You see, but th- there you go. The majority of people that failed is because they didn't pull, they, they didn't put enough time or effort into it. Or I don't think so. Or they just didn't believe it enough on their own. Maybe because of they had they, they had people kind of bringing them down. They had people that weren't in their best interest around them. You see, this is where and, and entrepreneurs, man. Like I've, I've been reading a lot about this shit, bro. And that's one of the most hardest. That's the hardest fucking industry. I watch Shark Tank all the time. And I watch these people who put their whole life earnings into something, who believes it from the bottom of their heart that what they have, this idea, this business that they created is going to succeed. But then to sit there and watch one of these fucking billionaire sharks sit there, fucking, I don't know, Mark Cuban say, this business is not going to work. The reason why this business is not going to work is because of A, B, and C. The fucking entrepreneur, they stand there and they, and like, they cry because this is everything. Yeah. They put everything they had, everything that they can borrow, everything that they can just muster up into this. And then to be told by one person. Nah. What is what is what is uh Mr. Wonderful say? Kevin O'Leary? You need to take this business to the back of the shed and shoot it. Because <laughs> it's dead. Bro. That shit snatch. If you're an entrepreneur, that shit will snatch the fucking soul directly out of your chest. Yeah, that's true. To be told why one billionaire, like yo, it's not it. After they told you they saved up six hundred, uh, two hundred thousand dollars, they borrowed another two hundred thousand dollars. They took the one hundred thousand that they had in their fucking four hundred one k. They mortgaged their house again. They fucking took fucking kids' college fund. Nah, it's not working, bro. I'm out. Bro, they stand there defeated. I know they stand yeah. there defeated. And, and, I would too. And and it's true. I mean, look, let's not, let's not take too, away bro. the denial of that because that is very true. I think any person would feel that way, demoralized. They'll feel victimized or whatever the fuck. They would just feel bad. Mm-hmm. But there's a saying that I've been listening to. I've been hearing a lot. And there's a little book that I've been kind of fucking around with. Right. Tough times create a tough man. Sometimes it's just not everybody's built for this shit, man. Like, it, this is a true fact. And not everybody's a warrior. Not everyone's a soldier. Not everyone is a businessman. I mean, we need cashiers. We need, you know, janitors. You know, we need the fucking sanitary, you know, the sanitation. You know, we need these motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Yeah. If there was, an, if 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 all the, if everybody in the world believed they can do some shit, there would be too many chiefs and not enough Indians. But I believe everybody can do some shit. I believe everybody, everybody can, can take, but it's whatever not, their risk tolerance is, bro. I feel like everybody can take their platform or their situation and make it so that somebody under them, somebody younger than them. Could 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 take it and fucking grow wings and fly away with it. If you're a fucking janitor, be the best fucking janitor you could fucking be. Inspire somebody. You know what I mean? Like, you, like that shit is free. What? Get, kicking yeah. game is free. 
Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like that, that, all that stuff is needed. You see, but there's certain few people that's out there that just have a mindset that's just a tad bit different. Like I'll be honest with you, man. And it, and it could just be that my mindset is just triggered in a different mind way. You know, it's just it's just different. But I can't see myself as, as an employee for too long. Like I can't see myself being told what to do by somebody. Me either. You know what I mean? I just can't. And it's not because I'm being defiant. It's because I see something bigger. Like, there's something at the end of the road that I see. Nobody else sees it with me. And that's okay. I don't need nobody else to see it. My actions themselves will show it at the end of the road. Mm -hmm. You know, because, like, all the stuff that, the the little steps that I'm taking, it's going to be one of those things where, you you know, it's kind of like, you ever play that game of uh, hopscotch? Yeah. All right. Years ago, when I first learned how to play that game, Okay, I thought it was a stupid fucking game, all right? Because you only saw little girls playing it, you know, like, you know, some, some people playing it or whatever the fuck, right? Right. And I was looking at this shit. Hop, wait, hold up. Hopscotch is the one that, that it's like a it's like a square. One, two, three square, and then it opens up, right? And yeah, then it falls in. That's Hopscotch, yeah. And then you have to throw a little, some bullshit, right? Like, yeah. Or, or, or to, okay. So one day, a kid bet me 10 bucks. He said... You know, because I was watching the game. I was like, that's a stupid-ass game. And he's just like, you know, he, he bet me 10 bucks on three tries that I, that, you know, that I wouldn't be able to beat him on it. 10 bucks. I mean, for, for fucking kids, bro. This is, I'm talking about years back. Yeah. I'm like, 10 bucks? I'm like, dude. And I was just watching the game. I But I believed in myself enough that I'm like, I got fuck this fool up in this shit, dude. <laughs> like, my, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you just get those little moments in your mind. Mm-hmm. Right? You see... And I just went for it. I was like, okay, fuck it. Three games? Let's do it. Let's fucking do it. So I'm watching that. And, and all I see, it's balance. It's all about balance. Yeah. You're just jumping on one fucking leg, and then you open up, you come back. It's fucking balance. I'm like, dude, I could do shit with my eyes closed. So I just take the initiative. The first time I did it, I failed. I failed <laughs> miserably. I almost fucking fell. Right. All right? Because I was like, holy fuck. Okay, this is not just, I mean, like, I, I got something wrong. Like, that shit right. just looked easy. All right, something as stupid as hopscotch, bro. Who the fuck plays hopscotch? Kids. I, I was over there playing fucking tetherball, bro, and all of a sudden you bring me out to play some hopscotch for 10 bucks? <laughs> Money would do some shit to you, bro. Fuck. Right, right. <laughs> Even as a kid, dog, I just thought about that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but, so, second time around comes. Because mm-hmm. remember, all I had to do was win one of three. Right. Second time around comes, I did a little bit better. The third time, I'm just like, okay, you know what? I think I got this shit figured out. So the moral to all this is what I'm trying to get to, bro. It's very simple. At the end of the day, you know, not everybody has that same tolerance level to have the ability to fail Mm -hmm. and to continue. Especially as a kid, bro. You realize the mindset as a kid. You know when you fail the first time and people are making fun of you, they're laughing at you, doing all this shit? You, You just, like, your mind just goes out of it, bro. Right. You want to quit. You know what I mean? Like, my little girl was playing baseball the other day. She got hit by the fucking ball. Playing dice? Baseball. I was about to say dice. Oof. I was like, oh, I'm going to teach you that shit, too. But yeah, she got hit by the fucking ball. She wanted to quit. She was afraid of the ball. Right. So you can't quit, man. Like, you just can't quit. Like, I mean... Happens to everybody. Like, yeah, I mean, it just happens everybody to everybody. Gets hit by everybody. Every, yeah, that's, and that's my ball. point. It, you know, it, yeah. I mean, it was a hardball, bro. They were playing baseball. Yeah. So she got hit by the ball, right hand, the fucking uh, that little ball. Elbow. 
I, funny I, I, I got the footage. I'll show That's you later. It's not so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing about it is that I, I, I considered myself at that time, even when I was a little kid, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you know what? If I try something hard enough because I want it that bad, I'm going to get it. Third time comes around, I won, got my 10 bucks. I was like, hey, I can do this shit. That's where I developed my actual, my, my knack for gambling. Right. I'll be in fucking middle school and high school, man, playing blackjack, you know, Texas Hold'em with kids at school for 20 bucks a pop. Taking the lunch money. Taking the lunch money. That's it. But it's an act that you just develop, and it's, some, it's something that you have within yourself that you just get as a kid. So like I said, my point to all this is that nobody just builds it out of nowhere. Like, it has to be something that's been growing with you for a long time. That's where confidence is. You know what I mean? It's when you... It's when you know your skills, when you've prepared, when you, you get what I'm saying? Like, that's why all the, oh, excuse me. That's why all these, like UFC fighters, and we'll get to that in a minute. Oh, yeah. That's why they're all so, because they've been training for years and years and years. They watch hella film. They've seen hella people do it. Like, oh, motherfucker, what? Okay, I can beat this fool. I can do that shit. It's not an issue at all. I mean, it's all about that. Until Um, it becomes an issue. Oh, I got one other thing to say, bro. Before we dive into some other shit. Bro, this is, this is a sidebar. Hit me. I have a new pet peeve. A new pet peeve? And this pet peeve, this irritants, stems from restaurants and bars and anywhere that does this. Okay. One thing I hate with a passion are paper fucking straws. I love, the, I, I love our environment. I want to do anything I can do myself personally to um, help our environment. But when you get a paper straw in your fucking drink, you have about five minutes and 30 seconds to drink whatever it is you fucking got. Or that shit just start disintegrating. I had a fucking smoothie from... I had a fucking smoothie. They put a paper straw in there, bro. That shit was annoying as fuck. I went back like three times. Like, my nigga, can I get a, can I get a, a straw? Like, one that's going to lap? Fucking paper straws, bro. I don't know if this is just a California thing. That shit is garbage. I agree with you. A paper straw is a pet peeve that I got the moment that they fucking put that shit in my drink. Without my is, permission, bro. Because that's, that's that disrespectful. That shit is stupid. Uh, paper, those paper straws, you get about a good five minutes and 12 seconds to drink your drink. If you don't drink it, the whole straw is disintegrated. In your drink. Whoever whoever uh, passed this law, call me. We're going to have a conversation. I'll have a conversation with you. you know Just a quick one. Just a quick conversation. I'm sure to be nice and respectful. No, no. My conversation won't be respectful. <laughs> l- 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 let me tell you like this. I personally believe. I'm all for the environment, bro. No, no, but no, still. I, look, that's why. I, I believe that the environment saving portion is important. It is. All right? right. It, it's for the turtles, right? Was it? Did I hear about that? Did I hear that right? I don't know who it was for. I don't know. My little girl kept telling me it was for the turtles. Anyway, my thing was, okay, you give me a paper straw. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. Give me a paper straw on demand. If I ask you for a paper straw. Yeah, give me bring, a fucking choice. Bring me that shit. Give me a. F- but yeah. motherfucker, if you just come to me with a paper straw in hand <laughs> without asking me if I wanted a real motherfucking straw. Right. That's an act of treason. A form of disrespect, <laughs> and them is fighting actions, bro. Those actions cause for fucking fights. You know what? Back in the day, you know what they used to call that shit? What? It'd be a slap in the face with a glove. 
And the next you know, you're outside having a duel with the motherfucker. Right. Holding a fucking 22. Just looking at each other like, okay, three, right. two, one. It's fucking crazy. Disrespectful. This fucking paper straw far fucking way. I hate that. Like, who thinks that's okay? I don't know. That shit disintegrated all in my fucking milkshake. I'm sure there's somebody out like, there who the believes fuck? it's okay. Somebody out there must believe it. I don't know. If you about to, if you, nah, get that shit out of here. Yeah, fuck that. I, I'm not, I'm not with it. I can't deal with paper straws, bro. Anyways, man, something that people might care about. UFC. Oh, man. This past Saturday. This past Saturday was something, it bro. It was definitely something to... Let me tell you. It was, it was definitely... It was, I wasn't a fan of the full card. I thought the card last week... Was better. Was better. But this one had a, had a few shining moments. One in particular... Fucking Jorge, he came out like a bat. He, he, it looked like he was shot out of a fucking cannon. <laughs> Bruh, that fucking knockout? Come on, dog. Bro, you know, they, they say that you prepare so much for a fight that once the fight is in front of you, you don't know what the fuck to do. To keep that game? Yeah, yeah. Bro, that shit was like, they get into the ring, they do their walkouts, they get into the uh, octagon. Referee says, you know the rules. I came to the locker room. Um, stop when I say stop. Um, start when I say start. Touch gloves if you want to. There's no touch gloves. Yeah, Let's had, get ready to fight. Back up. They had some low-key beef on them, dog. Motherfucker said, fight! They had some low-key beef on Mass them, Masvidal, Jorge's... <laughs> Fucking knee is fucking in the air going straight for the temple. And that shit landed so perfectly. Bro, even... I was watching an interview he did with uh, Heywani. Uh, the, the, uh, yeah. I, I forgot this dude who got knocked out. What's his name? The, um, the reporter? The no, 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 no. The one who got knocked out. I, why did I forget his name? Ben. Right ben Askren. Ben Askren. So he he was telling uh, Heywani, he's like, you know what, man? I, I don't like this motherfucker. I really don't. Yeah. But I was watching the clips. And that would, if, if I would have never seen a better knee, like, he's like, I've never seen a knee that damn good in a fight. I give him respect for uh, coming on the air so quick after that shit. I would think he would want to lay low for a bit. He Next day, he was back. Bro, it's because, you know what? As I'm at, look, bro, this dude is a weird, like, shit talker. Like, he, he's not a McGregor shit talker. He's not a Floyd type of shit talker. He gets but, under people's skin, though. Yeah, he just knows how to, like, he's because one of those annoying shit talkers. Yeah, it's like, what do you... But he like he was talking mad shit to Jorge. Jorge was like, okay, talking shit back. All right, we'll see. We'll see. But you know what the good thing, though? Is that it showed you one thing, though. This motherfucker don't give a fuck. Who? A uh, Akron. Oh, yeah. This motherfucker got knocked out, and he came back talking about man. He's like, look, bro. He's like, I woke up. Like, I didn't even get, like, I... I didn't give a fuck about my health, bro. I was just like, wait, did I just lose to this? Oh, I just lost to this motherfucker. Motherfucker, uh, one of the yeah. reporters in the post games, one of the dudes asked Master Vidal, so, uh, like, is the beef between you and Ben Askren over? He's like, what? This is not beef. This is not beef. Because if it was beef, I will be sitting outside of his house right now. This is not beef. I just don't like the motherfucker. If I see him at Whole Foods, we're going to, we, yeah, we got to handle business there, too. I don't want to... <laughs> Man, I can't shop in peace. <laughs> I, you mean I can't buy olives in peace? Man, you better you be careful see me at Whole, You got to see me at Whole Foods and pick it up again? 
Another knee to the face, though. Fuck. In Whole Foods. Bro. Bro said Whole Foods. Not even fucking Ralph's, dog, to make it ghetto. This motherfucker said Whole Foods in a fucking white-populated market. This is a real motherfucker right here. He was like... Because you know you're going to find Akron at Whole Foods, bro. You ain't going to find him at Vons or or Ralph's. (laughs) You for sure 100% (laughs) is going to find him in Whole Foods. (laughs) But... That was, that, was, that was some shit, man. And there was, like, video surfacing of him practicing that. Like, that was intentional. I was in the bar. As soon as that shit started, half the bar missed it. And the other bar was, and the other half was, like, jaws on the fucking table. Just, because it was over. If you leaned over to bite a wing, it was you a missed wrap. it. You missed it. You fucking missed it. If you looked down to grab your debit card out to pay the tab, you fucking missed it. Whatever you, whatever you, you were doing, you fucking missed it, bro. What was it? It took two seconds for this fool to get knocked out, and it took the referee three seconds to stop the fight. That's what fucking Rogan said. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> it was probably over in two. It just took the ref three seconds to get in there. Because after he landed the knee, bro, it was like literally directly on the fucking temple. Yeah, he was out, bro. He was he out. Was out on his feet. He hit the ground. Mass Vidal turned over. Ref got in there after that second fucking hammer fist. He still wanted to go. <laughs> Anyways, that's bro, what was crazy. Bro, did you see his... I think... I he, think he busted a meme, bro. Did, did you see his meme? No. Oh, when he... uh, No, what was it me? The, the meme, bro, when he when he stood up and fucking like... He, he put he put himself to sleep, dog. Oh, he, he, hit, he, he planked? He just... He, he, yeah. <laughs> but... Like fucking um, who 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 also had a pretty good fight against Diego Sanchez, uh, Michael Chiesa, Chiesa, whatever you say his last name. Oh yeah, that was a pretty dope fight. Damn, fucking Diego Sanchez looks washed up after that. You know what, bro? I think I, I just think he's clearly past his prime. Yeah, man. And and I was reading that because he fights out of the same camp John Jones and Holly Holm does, and he left his camp. He left him because he wasn't getting the attention that he deserved. And look what happened here. And I'm like, the fuck you want attention for? No fucking shit. You didn't get the decision. You got the two best fighters in the camp with a fight. And yeah, we worried about John and Holly right now. Why are you on the same card? No, for real. That's some pussy shit, right? No, there. no. Why is That's he? On, is. Why is he on the same card? Just out of sheer respect, you should have been like, you know what? I'll wait to the next card. It's no. It's not an issue. Bro, something could have happened to where you're not on the card yeah. with the two money makers, the two cash cows of the camp. Of the camp, like you get what I'm saying. I'm surprised even Holly was on the card. Hey, let me ask something. Speak about Holly. This is, I want to put some focus. But oh, but Michael Chester, he was like, after that performance, because he just came off a knockout with Darren Till, put Darren Till to bed. Came out. I heard he brought his nap, his uh, his uh, his blanket to the fight, blanket a and a pillow and everything. Yeah, right. Right. Then he comes out with a flying knee. Just, just said, wherever he is in the rankings, he needs to jump over everybody in that welterweight and get a title shot. He deserves a title shot after the two back to back performances he put on. Talking about Jorge. Yeah. Title shot. No way. No if fans. Title shot. Yeah, I guess I can see that. His next fight, but, yeah. because he wasn't supposed to beat Darren Till, especially not the way he did. 
I mean, he could, he, and then you snatched the fastest knockout in UFC history. Yeah, you, you, and it's faster than what they even gave you credit for. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's real talk. Title shot. Yeah, I can see that. I I, I want to see it. Title shot. I can see that. I can see that. Title shot. <laughs> That's all I. Title shot. I but, don't know, man. But yeah, um, but let me ask you a question. Though. Sure. Go. You went to dive into Holly. <sighs> all right. So Amanda Nunes. Obviously, we know she's a beast. I'm gonna say like I'm gonna say it right now. I'm never gonna um, bet against her. Bet against her again. I don't think so. I just think. You know what I think more than anything? She's a great fighter. But I think right now she's she has that Ronda allure to her right now. I just think right now, because she's her trajectory is just so high, people are just scared to fight her. I think I think people You know what that's maybe called? scared is not the right word. I think what I'm gonna use scared. I just think people are scared. Because it was at the point where Ronda was on one of these upward drives and people were just scared to fight. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, they were doing shit in the ring or in the octagon that you shouldn't do. In the ring, in the octagon, number one rule should be never turn your back. Niggas got in the ring with Ronda and found and and had their back face Ronda. What do you think is going to happen? That's the That's like rule one. Don't give up the back. You give up the back, there's about four different submissions that you, you're going in. Do I want to get you in the rear naked? Guillotine? Fucking, uh, what, what do you want? Arm block and, like, come on. Triangle choke. You know, there, there, there's, there's, a, there's a definition to, to what Amanda Nunez is going through, which is what Ronda had at first. And that's called drum roll. The Mike Tyson effect. Motherfuckers would lose the fight even before getting in the ring with Tyson. That's I, that's what I think. I think Holly lost before getting. She was stiff. You like, could see it in her eyes, bro. Like I don't know what it was. Like she fucked. Up, like she's the one that broke the Tyson effect against Rousey. Yeah. And I think it 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 gave her. It's because you know what fucked her up. She's a world class fighter. Don't no. get her. Don't get her fucked no, up. No, no, I don't. I, no, it's not that I got her fucked up. Here's the thing. Here's the one thing that fucked her up. And here's the and this is the part that I just there's there's certain defeats that really take your soul. You think this was one of those for Holly? Nope, not this fight. This is this wasn't the one that took her soul. Which one was? It was against Misha Tate. Misha Tate was a beast. Because Misha, Misha was a beast. Because think about it. Rousey beat Misha twice. Mm-hmm. Okay? In stellar fashion at that. Right. Rousey stepped in the ring, I mean the octagon with Holmes. Holmes knocked her out and took the fucking soul out of her. So then when Holmes was set to fight Misha Tate, Holmes was like, I just fucked up the one who fucked you up twice. It's a mathematical equation. And then guess what happened? Isn't she that? got put to sleep. So the thing was, her fighting style wasn't... Wasn't eluded for Misha Tate because if you consider it, Ronda mm-hmm. Rousey has samba background, right? You got that little samba fucking uh, you know uh, judo background judo, shit. Yeah. 
So that judo samba shit, bro, I mean, that's the shit that fucking Fedor Emelianenko used to fuck with. Yeah. All right? That's some, that shit would fucking rival. It rivals till today Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So even if you fuck with jiu-jitsu, the only thing that will fuck you up would be that fucking samba fucking, uh, you know. Um, judo shit. That judo shit, right? And then vice versa. So my point is this. So the thing with Misha Tate was that she had no way of fucking bringing down Rousey the way she wanted to because Rousey had every defense for it. The only extra arsenal that Rousey had was she was good on her stand-up. Styles make fights. You had Holmes, who was perfect at stand-up. And then Rousey was just so focused on her stand-up that she refused to go down on her whatever the fuck. And then, boop, there you go. My thing is, I thought it would be a better fight between um, Holmes and Nunes because, like I said, Styles make fights. Nunes loves and wants and craves for a brawl. She just wants you to get in there, start letting it go. She starts letting it go, and she's confident that she'll be able to land more harder but, punches. But, but that's the problem. But what I was, what my my juxtaposition was this: uh-huh. Home is a world class boxer. She's all Kick about boxer. Pr- boxer too. But she has multiple titles, world titles in boxing, kickboxing as well. So, but what I was thinking is. Yeah, I was like, yeah, Nunez will get some shots on her. But Holly is all about precision. She, I, w- I was like, Holly's going to get the most significant punches. The ones that do more damage. Right. But what she do? After one, of the, after one of the scrums, Holly turned her back, turned back around to a fucking face kick. It was over. I was excited to see... Uh, What's his name? Luke Luke Rockhold? Back in the, in the UFC. I'm like, he's going to knock this dude out. Because this next dude, the dude that Luke Rockhold fought, is supposedly either next in line or super close at a light heavyweight title shot. So I'm like, Luke, he has a, he, he's been away for a while. Because you, know you know he's also a, a model for uh, Hugo Boss. So he's been away. He's been doing his uh, is it Hugo Boss or Ralph Lauren? He's a model. I think he's a model. I think it's for yeah. Hugo Boss to be honest, but okay. it may be Ralph Lauren. It may be both. Whatever. Bottom line is he hadn't been in, he hadn't been fighting for he he's been on a bit of a hiatus. So I'm like, cause he was a beast before he got into that model shit, bro. Luke was Luke was a beast. I don't know if you're familiar with him in the past. Yeah, Luke was a beast, bro. What do you do? After a scum, he he spins around. He turns his back. What he turns around to? To a fucking high kick, and it's over. Like you can't like. And I'm talking like I'm just a UFC fighter. You cannot. Every time I've seen somebody turn their back in the UFC, nine times out of ten, it does not end well. It just doesn't. It can't. So, you know, which is true. It just don't. But see. I don't know, man. I just really, really, really what a high kick thought that yeah. I mean, and, and it's funny, bro, because it was it was the it was the same kick that she took out Rousey with. But the, you know what? You know what? Like I said, but it was the Mike Tyson effect. Yeah. Okay. Because you said it perfectly. Nunez strives for that kind of fight. Holly doesn't. Holly is precision. So the problem was that the fact that Holly tried to play the game. She tried to play her game. That that Can't means that, that that means that the chess was she, she lost the chess game even before it started. 
she gave up the queen before. I mean, she gave up the king before the game even started without even knowing it. You know what? I think if I'm thinking about a team, like a UFC team, I'm talking about the instructors, just everything. If you go through a six-week training camp, your protege jumps in that octagon and does not execute the plan y'all have been studying for six weeks, that's got to be so frustrating. You probably sit there and be like, we've been working on this for six weeks. (laughs) Sometimes even longer. That's painful. We've been working on this for two, three months. How can you get in this octagon where it matters most and just throw the whole game plan out the window? It's because, you know, th- th- that's where it comes into, bro. You know, it, Tyson once said that, you know, you can train for a fight all you want. But the moment that you're in the ring and you're in that fight. The training is out the window. Uh, yeah, I mean. It, it's you, not out the window, but. You try to execute it the best way you can. Yeah. You know, but there's only so much you can do. I mean, you know, one of my favorite boxers of all time is Roy Jones Jr. Yeah. I truly believe that if he would have managed his career better. He would be known as the greatest fighter of all time. He would have went undefeated. He's one of them. He's fought in five different classes. Like, he's one of them. Yeah, no, I mean, of course, he's one of them. But I think he would be up there where he deserves to be. Because yeah. a lot of people don't give him that credit because of his losses. Yeah. Which is like, okay. He took some bad losses, though. Yeah, he took some bad losses, and that's what I mean. Like, it, the, the thing about it is that Jones, I mean, bro, I mean, if you look at Jones in his prime, if he would have, bro, if he would have stayed in middleweight. Jones was an animal. Oh, my God, bro. He was like, an animal. I've never seen. I just think his cockiness just took him to. But, hey, but you know what? His head got a little too big. So, but sometimes you need that in the boxing game. But you got to, you got, you still got to be grounded. You still got to be like, you bro. know what? I'm here. I'm, I mean. <sighs> I just think Holly, though, um, or Nunez, I'm not going to underestimate her again. What I think. Fighters need to do against her. Get her on the ground. Her last fight, she's been able to turn all her fights into brawls. You know, ever you since she fought Kat Zingano. You know who she reminds me of? Zingano got her on the ground. Zingano put her, did, like did her bit, had no business, got the W. But this is both. This is when Anunes first got here. Like she, like she wasn't a champion yet. Like, you get what I'm saying? So it was in the early days, but fighter, you got to get people on the ground. Dog, I, I don't mean to cut you, bro. Sure. Picture this for a second. You know who she reminds me of right now? Who? Nunes? Who? Nunes. Who's that? The Iceman. Chuck? Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Why? When she came in, she was brawling, right? Mm-hmm. She was balling up motherfuckers. Right. Chuck, the same shit. He fought, um, what was his name? Captain America. Um, oh man, his name is Randy Couture, the Natural. Mm-hmm. On the first fight, Couture found a way to get him to the ground. Yeah, and he fucked him up. But after he got taken to the ground, Chuck never got taken to that. To he, he didn't get taken to the ground again. Right. And he went on a knockout spree <laughs> until his retirement came to flourishion. Right. Doesn't that not remind you of fucking Nunez? When you think about it, look at her career for a second. So far, she started off, and then she got put on the ground. She took her she, she took her L like a boss. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, fuck it, I'm not gonna get put to the ground again. And what happens? I she's seen on, her on the ground since. She's like, hands and legs are her fucking talking ground, just like Liddell. Liddell, once he took that L against Couture, mm-hmm. he was started steamrolling over motherfuckers. Sometimes that's what it takes. 
sometimes that's what it takes. It takes a loss to like really like light that fire. So, but um, I don't want to talk about this shit all day. Go but, ahead. But think about it though. I just want to put this out there. The next person who takes out Nunez will take her out in knockout fashion. Mark my words. It ain't gonna be on the ground. It ain't gonna be a knockout on the ground. It's not gonna be a sleeper. Not gonna be it's a gonna be. It's gonna be put to sleep. On the stand up. Episode 42, you heard it, or 43, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. So she, her career's gonna keep going, but when she takes that L again, it's gonna be on a stand up. Oh, wait. We're gonna see. I'm, a, I, I'm, I'm watching her. Um, but to dive into Diago Santos and John Bone Jones, what'd you think of that? Jones underestimated him. I think he did too. He definitely did. I was looking for more. As you know, Jones is my favorite fighter. I was looking for more, especially when Thiago was clearly compromised by his knee. Clearly. He couldn't even throw. Every time he threw a kick, a significant kick, his back leg would buckle. And then I read today that he tore his ACL, MCL, PCL, and meniscus. <laughs> Anything with he, the AL at the end yeah, or L at the he end. Fucking he fucking threw, threw no in the in that second round, Diago threw the kick of his lifetime. He threw one that would if that if it would have landed, it probably it could have probably put Jones out or been close to it. But then when he throws that kick, you see that plant leg buckle. And ever since then he was hobbling around, he was still trying to throw that kick though. And you could tell just how much muscle they built in that leg because if that was any regular person. Oh that, hell! No. Their whole fucking leg would have fucking collapsed. That muscle set, <laughs> and just kept it together. And That's for and for him to go and for him to fight three and a half rounds against Jones on a flat tire, I was I was a little bit like, you know, I was I was a little bit disappointed in John. Not, I don't want to say disappointed, bro, because you know what this reminds me of? What? It reminds me of when Jones first fought Gustafsson. Yeah. You know, true. because Jones underestimated, you know, maybe not underestimated. He just probably thought it wasn't going to be that type of fight. It's you know, because like. I'm, I'm sure he trained for so many different things. Because, right. I mean, I remember when he fought Augustus stuff, man, he had no idea what was coming. Like, he prepared for something, and he showed up in a different fashion. Augustus is a beast, man. You see what I'm saying? I hope he didn't retire. Nah, ever since his last fight. Did you see his last fight? He took two back-to-back losses. Yeah, bro. I mean, there's, there's a time. Look, bro. Dana White said it best. You have to know when to stop. Okay, he's stopped. But he's young. He's 33. He told Chuck Liddell to stop fighting because he got tired of seeing Chuck get knocked out, and he's such a great fighter. Yeah. You don't want... I mean, th- those are legacies that you don't want to continue. But Chuck was old. Chuck was pushing 40. Bro. 33 is not that old. It depends on where you look at it, bro. Hey. I don't know. But nonetheless, Jones did what he needed to do. But here's the crazy part, though. Jones walked out injured. You saw that leg? Bro. You saw that left leg? Oh, bro, that Jones left leg was... Jones walked out injured. He couldn't walk out on his own. Yeah. He yeah. stood there. It wasn't until he got he got, well, he got got cold. You see, because when he was hot, he was moving around. That adrenaline, yeah. Once he got but cold... But Diago wore he, that fucking leg out with those kicks. That's what I'm telling you, bro. He walked out with... I mean, his, his guards, his goons... Had to carry him. Were carrying, him at, carrying the man out, which means that... That goes to show you, though. Those kicks. Both of them had heart, bro. Because I can't take away from Jones because he took a beating. And he took it like a man. He said in the presser afterward that um, 
he's the most powerful that he's fought. He said that he threw some punches that I blocked that still that's that 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 still shook me. Like usually somebody throws a punch and I block it, I check the punch, I don't feel it. He's like, those punches, yeah. It's because that fool was an animal, dog. I mean, I don't give a fuck how many. He, he had five with, losses. He, uh, uh, Tiago. Yeah. He came with that. <clears throat> He's still like, John Jones is still like, oh, shit, I blocked it. I'm still kind of rocked by it a little. Because you know who had a hard-ass punch? Oh. This fool, uh, uh, um, Evans. Rashad Evans? Rashad Evans, bro. Just entered the Hall of Fame. This dude. Shout out. Yeah, during the earthquake, you saw shit? Yeah. And, um, you know, Rashad Evans was a beast. Oh, he was an animal. He was a beast. But I remember when he, when he knocked out Liddell, I was like, ooh. Was he light heavy? Yeah, he was light heavyweight. Yeah. Because he, he fought Jones. Yeah. And Jones, all Jones did all night, bro, he kept putting his hands in his face. They started, like, holding hands, and then the elbows. Elbows. All fucking night, dog. Elbows. I mean, Rashad had no way to, to hide from that. Yeah. But my point is this, though. I mean, I, I think that if, if Bones were to go back... To Tiago. the history of hard fighters. I mean, yeah, Tiago, if you look at the fighters themselves, mm-hmm. I mean, Tiago's like the biggest beast he's ever went on, bro. Yeah. Because, I mean, the closest thing to that was Evans, and even then, bro, Evans was outmatched by by Bones, bro, so he never had a chance to take a hit. Tiago's coming back for that rematch, though. Tiago's got to get a rematch. Bro, with the torn ACL, torn BCL, MCL, DCL, RCL, MCL. He's, he's going to be out for <laughs> close to a year. Hell he's, yeah, bro. He's more. done for close to a year. Um, but when he's back, he he, there got to be a rematch. I just know um, because when you think about it, like it's not really much for Jones to do anymore. Like who's to fight next? Like I told you that last time though, he has to go to heavyweight. The one guy that um, I don't think he's gonna move though. The one guy that um, the dude that beat Lou Rockhold, uh, Blackowicz, whatever his last name is. I can't pronounce that shit. Whatever his name is, he's from Poland though. He's supposed to he's supposed to be next in line because he just knocked out Rockhold. But then it's kind of like, as a fan, it's like, do I want to see him fight John Jones when three months ago Tiago Santos put him to sleep? Hey, we Tiago put him out three look, months ago, two four months ago, however long that was ago. So why would he get a shot at John Jones when John Jones just beat Tiago, who beat you? You know what I mean? It doesn't really. I mean, it's no different from Misha Tate fighting Holly Holmes after. This is men, though. Uh, but it's the same shit, though. This is men. I was talking to one of the homies. I was like, I love, I love female UFC. My problem with it, though, is that you get that top tier women class. Mm-hmm. It's like six or seven women. Right, that are really like fuck. They're there, but then it's such a gap from everybody else. It's like that top six or seven. Everybody else is down here, so like you only really care. You only really want to see that top breathe. The Amanda Nunes and the the uh, Valentina, whatever her Russian last name is, and uh, you know what I mean. There's only like a few women that I like. Am like oh, when I see the commercial or the ad, I'm like oh, gotta see that. But you know what, though? Let me, let me ask you this. It's only like a few. Let, let, me, let me put this into perspective, if I may. Shoot. If you would allow me to retort, like Samuel L. said in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> and if I can have some of this ice-cold refreshment. <laughs> <laughs> Love that fucking movie. Anyway. Yeah. Here's the thing about the fight game. 
George St. Pierre said it best. He says, the thing about the fight game is that just because you beat this guy and the next guy that you're about to fight was beaten by the guy you just fought gives you no right to declare that you can beat that man. It's not about, it's not beating it, but it's like, why would I give somebody who's traveled a road similar to yours, did better on that road, why do you get to jump up over them? It's not about that. It's about the fact that the person that just knocked you out just got beaten. So now, if you would have knocked out that person that just got beaten, you would have been in that fight as well. So now you, it, you're next in line. Tiago got that fight because he beat him. So guess who's next in line? Well, Tiago got that fight because he, I think he was on a six-fight knockout spree or some shit. Yeah, but, my, but, but I mean, the, the most recent fight determined who was in a fight, you know, bones. Yeah. You know, so if, if at that point that's the case, I, I don't see no problem with it. Because, I mean, once again, the thing I've noticed about UFC or about ultimate fighting or just about MMA, period, you just never know who can win that fight. Because even in boxing, bro, boxing is a very unpredictable sport. They say a puncher's chance. It's a puncher's chance. All but, they got, but here's all they the key: do is get one on the chin. Here's the key, though. In boxing, you have at least a good. If you're a good analyst, yeah, you can at least predict sixty percent of the fights. Yeah. In, in the UFC, you can only predict about thirty percent, if that. It is way too difficult. Mm-hmm. And the reason behind it is because it's not just about a boxer moving forward, a boxer moving backwards, you know, the punching, the techniques, and all that kind of stuff, right? Because there's a lot to it. Don't get me wrong. Right. But in the UFC, there's just so, there's too many variables involved. Because, I mean, I, I, I've said it before in this podcast. My favorite MMA fighter of all time is Fedor Emelianenko. Like, my favorite fighter of all time. I literally went to go see this motherfucker lose a fight. At the at the fucking forum, <laughs> okay. Yeah, the man's old. You know what I mean. He was doing a, he was doing a Grand Prix, and he was winning a lot of his fights. So I figured, let me go see this fight. And what a coincidence! A fight I go fucking see when he loses. But who gives a fuck? He got a standing ovation. Right. Right. He's the last emperor. All right. That's his nickname. But the point that I put to this table is the fact that you just never know when it's your time. I remember when he got into the ring with with Dan Henderson. Mm-hmm. Federal was a fucking you know, what is that? Like, 40 to 1. Like, Federer's going to fucking knock this dude out. No problem. Henderson came through, dropped bombs on my boy. Took him out. That's how it happened. He took him the fuck out. And then you had, but the first one to do it, though, the first one to tame the beast mm-hmm. was, um, oh, man, the Brazilian dude, man. The one who, the one who used to do that funny-ass little smile and shit before he would go, like, every time he, he, he would step to the octagon. He was a, he was a light that, heavyweight. That beat Federer? That beat Fedor, yeah. Uh, oh. The Brazilian dude, he, he he went on a streak in the UFC as well. He became champ. He beat Shogun. He beat fucking... Silver? Huh? Silver? No, not Silver, bro. He's like heavyweight. Ah, uh, fuck, dude. What's this dude's name, man? If I show you this motherfucker, you know who he was. I, I, okay. I my, my mind just went blank on him. But anyway, this dude was the first one who tamed the beast. Right. Right? Nobody saw this one coming. He beat him. After that, you had Henderson. So then he started going on a losing streak. Fedor was like, you know what? I got to retire. But like most fighters do, he had to come back and fight. He had that itch. He had that itch because he still had a little bit of it in him. Yeah. You know? But like I said, my point to this is that nobody expected that shit. You got, like Rousey, bro. Nobody expected Rousey to lose to Holmes. 
Like, nobody expected it. We saw, we knew it was going to be a great fight. We expected Rousey to take Holmes to the floor mm-hmm. and submit her. That, that's, that was supposed to be the game plan, right? We expected fucking, uh, you know, like, what, what was another upset, bro? Another upset? Yeah, like like one of those one of those Holly, upsets. Uh, Ronda Nunes was an upset. That was an upset. That was an upset. Bro, Rousey came, came back. Off, she came off a loss, but nobody. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, that no. was an upset. No, not that, that, not to me, bro. She, I one hundred percent guarantee her mindset wasn't there. I one hundred percent guarantee you, Nunes was the underdog. Bro, I didn't see it that way. I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't see it that way, because the way that Rousey acted after the after that loss. Mm-hmm. She wasn't right in her mind, bro. She needed a, a tune-up fight, which is what I think her coach told her, bro, that we should go for a tune-up fight first mm-hmm. to get ourselves going. A tune-up fight will, set it, will, will tell you all, bro. I remember back in the day, and I hate, bounce, I hate bouncing back and forth in boxing UFC for those that don't know about sports like that. But back in the day, Sugar, Sugar Ray Leonard, when he was retired, when he was watching Marvin Hagler take all the fucking glory, mm-hmm. and Hagler was so pissed because when they were supposed to fight, he retired. Yeah. This fool, Sugar Ray Leonard, says, you know what? I'm going to make my comeback. He went for a tune-up fight first. Right. For the first time in his career, he got knocked down by some fucking Joe Schmo. He got knocked down. He won the fight by decision. Right. But he's just like, you know what? It's not there. I just don't feel it. I'm just going to stay retired. Hagler's like, there goes my fucking payday again. <laughs> you know, he was pissed, right? Hagler was descending. Now. He was, I mean, ascending. He was on his way. Yeah. You know, and then Hagler became number one. He he beat fucking uh, you know uh, Tommy Hearns. It, it became everything, man. man. Fuck best three rounds of in boxing history. Hitman ever. Hearns. So the thing about it is that that tuna fight gave him an idea as to how he really felt. Okay, I think Rousey should have. It would have been terrible to come back on the tuna fight and lose still. But nobody. So if but, you're gonna lose, lose to somebody worth losing to. Well, no, but that's the thing though. Don't risk your record for somebody who. It's not, in the grand scheme of things, probably don't matter. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, but you know what though? Because when you think about it, if you come back, you take a tune-up fight against Joe Schmo, right? Somebody that probably in the grand scheme of things probably won't even be remembered, but they will be remembered for whooping your ass, like Buster Douglas. You don't remember Buster Douglas for anything else, but beating Mike. Look, That's it. You don't want that. As true as that is, but consider this though. Let's look at the let's look at the Leonard the Leonard example. Sugar Ray Leonard, he took that tuna fight, he got knocked down, he still won the fight by decision. Mm-hmm. He went back to retirement because he said, you know what, it's not there. But what did that teach him? As a great fighter as he is, yeah, no one He realized, okay, you know what? I realized my fuck ups and I realized where I can be good. And then one night, he sees Hagler going to a fucking war. He's fighting and he sees him in the ring. His style, he's watching everything. Mm-hmm. And from one day to the next, Leonard says, he tells fucking Angelo Dundee, I can beat him. Give me that fight. I can beat him. Mind you, the tune-up fight had already passed. It's already over with. Everybody, he's retired. Now he's making his comeback. He analyzed his prey enough to now understand where he fucked up the last time he went into the ring. And he, he built up enough juice to say, you know what? I, I've analyzed them enough. I can beat them. That's kind of that's that's watered down, too. Like, don't wait, 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 wait till you almost see me lose a fight. Don't wait until you think somebody has the blueprint bro, on beating wh- me. Where do you think then to Flo- jump back bro, in. Where do you think Floyd got it from, bro? But Floyd ain't never retired, then came back to fight somebody. What do you mean he never retired? Floyd who? Floyd Mayweather? 
When did he retire? Bro, he retired. For a, and, for and, a and, month? In case you didn't know this, bro, for those listening, Floyd retired. For how long? He was out of the game for almost a year. He literally, he declared retirement. He's like, you know what? I'm out of boxing. Wait, wait, but that's he, different. That's different than waiting a couple years because Sugar didn't wait a year and come back. He, he was w- gone for a cool minute. He, he what was this? this? He retired in 80, what is this? He retired back in what, 85? And he fought, what's his name, in about 88? What, three years? Two, yeah, about, about three yeah, years in between? Yeah. Floyd, Floyd is, a, is it, Floyd was always the type of fighter, especially when Floyd broke through like national, like international, like yeah, when fame. he fought Oscar De La Hoya. Yeah, he was only fighting once or twice a year anyway. Bro, but he retired. So for him to say I retire and then come back the next year and say, "Oh, guys, I'm not retired. I'm taking a fight," as opposed to taking two years off, like at least two years off. Bro, no, I, th- I think because was for, Sugar Ray Leonard took a couple years. He was out for eighteen months. Who? Floyd, he was yeah. he, he was almost out for two years almost, and the thing about it was that when Floyd was out of the game, he came back to fight Marquez. You see, this this is a strategy. When he came back, no belts, no nothing. He came back to fight Marquez, after Pacquiao had already beaten Marquez twice. So the blueprint came from Sugar Ray Leonard. No matter how much anybody wants to declare this otherwise, right. Floyd got his blueprint for Sugar Ray. I don't give a fuck what Floyd says, but he 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 learned a lot from that motherfucker. Whether he likes him or not, he learned that shit. But my point is this. He, he analyzed him. Yeah, yeah, Pernod is a fucking amazing fighter. Yeah. So he analyzed him, and he said, you know what? I can beat him. He went in. He fought, which I still mind you. Okay, and I say this on a recording, and I make this very clear. I still believe Hagler won that fight against Sugar Ray Leonard. Yeah, it was close, but I think so, too. Hagler took it. And the fact that they took it from him just because it was Sugar Ray, I think that was hurtful, which is why he retired and never came back to boxing. They don't deserve his graces if they're going to steal. Yeah, because I don't know if if you knew his whole fucking fight history, bro. This dude was like... Like I remember, like uh, he won, he won his very first championship in England. Mm-hmm. Bro, they were throwing beer bottles into the ring, bro. They were upset that he won. This fool was getting like, he in the fight he had no cuts or scratches, bro. He got more cuts and scratches after the fucking fight from the fucking beer bottles flying into the ring. Hitting he couldn't even he couldn't even enjoy his his championship, bro. He couldn't even lift his belt and say I'm the champ. This motherfucker got fucked up by the crowd. It's crazy. It's bullshit. Yeah. But to my point. Rousey should have done that. She should have took a tune-up fight, and then she should have went for the big dog. Because if she would have lost in that tune-up fight, she could have, least, she could have used that, that Leonard excuse. You mm-hmm. know what? I just realized I don't have it in me anymore. I just don't have that feel for me. And the moment you use that excuse, like, I just don't have it. Right. You just took away all the credit from the fight. You, you could just tell everybody, I went into this fight knowing that I didn't want to do it. I just wanted to see if I still had the passion. And I wasn't there. You know, so I mean, what, did, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You could have used that excuse and nobody would have said nothing otherwise. Until you decided to say, I got my fire back. I'm here. And then you go for the big fight that people will believe you. I don't know, man. I just I just feel the way about don't retire, my nigga. Like, and then come back and take a fight after you think there's an opening for you. Stay here. Fight here. And make it to the top. Um, I could agree with that, bro. But we've been talking about sports for a minute. But there's Jimmy. one, there's one more thing that you got to touch on, sport dog. What? I don't give a fuck what you had in mind right now. We have to talk about the claw. At least two minutes of the claw, bro. Yeah. Just, I mean, we can end it here. Fuck it. 
LA. We back, baby. I'm a Laker fan though. Fuck it. Hey nah. That's what um that's what they said those two earthquakes were. It was Kawhi. <laughs> it was Kawhi and Paul George landing in LA. <laughs> Oh shit, <laughs> bro! Fucking Kawhi Leonard. We should have started the goddamn shit with that, brother. Kawhi Leonard, <laughs> fucking oh, orchestrated shit. a fucking earthquake. <laughs> oh, shit. He, no, <laughs> what Kawhi did though? Oh man, what Kawhi did just now? This free agency. Hold up, I'm so sorry, bro. Bro, yeah, yeah. you literally just said these motherfuckers. That was it. The two earthquakes was these motherfuckers arriving, though. Bruh. <laughs> what he what no, but no, but but what oh, he did shit. that was good. Was, that was good. good. What Kawhi Leonard just did was masterful. Hey, but wait, if I recall correctly, didn't I call that shit? If I recall that right, a couple episodes. Did you back, call Clippers? I said Clippers. I wish we had an intern to go back and dive in. I'm gonna dive in a couple of these episodes and see yeah. if I find it. Let's go back. Yeah, let, I'm gonna dive in and see if uh, if I find it. I'm gonna replay but, that shit. I'm the fucking. Because I know for sure. I know for sure. I knew from very jump that he wasn't coming to the Lakers. But I don't think Kawhi is that type of nigga to jump on a band. I don't think he's doing that. I don't think he's jump. I don't think he's gonna contribute to LeBron James getting his fourth ring. Why would he do that? Because when LeBron James get four, he'll have three. Then if LeBron James get five, he'll have four. He's always gonna be a step behind. But James will retire before he does. That's fine. That's okay. I don't think he wants to have a hand in him getting his fourth ring. Period. So I just don't think he's that type of nigga. He's nothing about his demeanor says anything like that. Right. Um, but so I was always saying I think his first choice should be staying with Toronto. And if not, if his heart is really set on LA, which we find out it is, if you know what I mean, like I would think Clippers is the, the way to go. But I think the way he found a way to orchestrate him or to find a way to orchestrate a nigga that's under contract to be traded. That's deep. That's crazy. Some hella recruiting skills. Oh, yeah. Bro, I literally got two ESPN bombs on my phone. Kawhi Leonard intends to sign with the Clippers. Three minutes later, Clippers have just made a trade for all-star guard, all-star forward, Paul George, I'm like, no wonder these fucking earthquakes. And that makes all the sense. That's what this is. Two earthquakes for two stars. Bro. If they just landed. It was cr- it's crazy, though. Hey, bro, the claw, bro. Godzilla has arrived. I do not understand. He's evolved, bro. He went from a fucking OKC raptor to so Godzilla. OKC is stupid. Why is that? Why would you hand the Clippers the keys? Why not? Okay. No, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Toronto is stupid. Because OKC reached out to Toronto. Before they agreed to trading Paul George to the Clippers, they agreed to bust down and trade with Toronto. It would have sent Paul George, or that would maybe Paul George, but it would have for sure sent Russell Westbrook and some other pieces. Even Paul George, I think, to Toronto. Now Toronto has him under contract. Now he's stuck. Why would OKC 
decide to break it all down right as the warriors crumble before our very eyes. This is the time, if you're an NBA team and and you are a close contender, this is the time you mount up because the, the league is wide open. It's wide open. Why would you break down for a rebuild right now? Why not? You're not going to the playoffs. Russell Westbrook has already in, uh, uh, notified you that he wishes to be traded. The Miami Heat and the Detroit Pistons have, quote-unquote, showed interest. And Westbrook has showed interest in going to Miami. Or being welcoming of the idea of being traded to the Heat. Hey man, I want the Pistons to make a comeback, dog. I, I want to see the bad boys of Pistons. I mean, the bad boys of Detroit again. Bad boys is gone, baby. I just wish Isaiah they get- Thomas, Joe Dumars... Um, um, Bill Lambeer, Rodman, Dennis Rodman, they gone. Damn. But that's that all was, I gotta say. That was a squad. Dog. Fucking Clippers. They're gonna be a force, bro. It's about time. Th- that we we got we gotta go to that they first L A L A L A game. They don't have a they, they don't have a uh, uh, they don't have a chip, do they? Clippers never in franchise history. This might be it. What if Kawhi? Wins the ring in San Antonio, which he's done. Which was, that was, uh, he broke history, right? When he went with San Antonio? Yeah. Nah. Nah. It wasn't. Then he gets traded to Toronto, wins their first chip in franchise history, comes to Clippers, wait, and wait, he wait, gets wait. their first chip in history. When was the first time, what was, when was the first time for San Antonio? Years ago. They have a dynasty. They have five, Tim Duncan has five championships. Tim Duncan is tied with Kobe. Okay, I forgot about the whole thing. Yeah, you got me. Yeah. 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 You're, you're so right. I got five chips. It's you know what you, you know what got me fucked up? It's because who, who owns San Antonio? Is, isn't that uh, Cuban? No. He owns Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, the Mavericks. That's yeah. what I'm thinking. I, my mind was all fucked up. I got it. Yeah. I got it. But yeah, so it's it's gonna be crazy. You go to LA, you go to the Clippers, you're able to win a chip for another franchise who's never had one. That says yeah. a lot about you. That's gonna say a lot. But pa- both Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, both, I mean, to outsiders, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are L.A. babies. They're not technically from L.A., but we'll take them. Hey. Right? Uh, Kawhi is from, um, born and raised in the IE. And then you get uh, Paul George from, like, the high desert area, fucking Palmdale and shit. Someone in California. That's all matters. Well, if you're an outsider and you know, you can say LA. Bro. But if you're from LA, you know it's not really LA. LA County's a pretty big fucking county, let me tell you what. If you if you just count LA County, yeah. It's eighty eight cities within LA County. That's a lot of fucking cities. Name a bigger county. I don't know. Exactly. No goddamn San Bernardino County? I don't know. Man, fuck those motherfuckers. But anyways, man. Um, Fucking trailer, motherfucker. We won forty one in. Um, I would like to just offer you guys my uh, gratitude, my appreciation, man. Thank you for listening to episode forty three. Good Red is the podcast again. I am your humble and gracious host. I've I got my man in with me as always. Jay, think that's it, man. Ah, oh, man, it's a wrap, brother. Anything else for the sake of the world? Nah, man. Just appreciate everybody. Let's keep it pushing. Oh, real quick, real quick. 
in, in, in pop culture. Pop culture. Have you heard about this ice cream shit? Ice cream. People going into... Well, start off with this one girl. She went into a grocery store. Uh-huh. She went to the ice cream aisle. Got a, a gallon ice cream in her hand. Took the top off. Licked it. Put the top back on. And put the shit back in the freezer. She's done it multiple times at different grocery stores. Just put the shit back. The fuck? I don't hear about that shit. And so people around the world have been rude as fuck. Like one dude, one gay dude went into a grocery store, grabbed a bottle of like uh, mouthwash, like Listerine or some shit, drank some, put it in his, well not drank it, but put it in his mouth, wished it around his fucking mouth and spit it back into the bottle, put the Listerine back on the shelf. Bro, this world's getting nasty. Whoa, what the, what's the purpose though? They just want to go viral. They just want to be trending on Twitter. They just want the world to see them being stupid. Can't you go to jail for that kind of shit? Funny you say that. Because the girl has the girl that has been licking the ice cream tops, she's been identified. She now faces two to twenty years in federal prison. I love it. For um what they say the charge was? She was charged with like tampering with consumer products. Yeah. Or like consumer goods or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean at the end of the day, what, what if you got a disease? What if you're yeah. sick? Yeah. You, oh, oh man, I love it. So she's getting I love it. She's been identified, but Drop that bitch 20 fucking years in federal just to go viral. Yeah, get, 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 get viral. your viral 20 years there, motherfucker. You, you, want the, you want her to get the 20? Why not 20? <laughs> Bro, you tell me why not. I, I don't have a reason. Bro, I, I'd like to see you eating some ice cream that some fucking ma who ended up licking up and spitting on and you out there at the house enjoying it with your kids. Trust me, you'll say 20. 20 motherfucking years. 20 motherfucking years. Don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with my products. And Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. They're, they're doing a remake. It's a live action film I was reading. Hey man, you the know what? The girl that they casted for it. Who's this? It's a black girl. Okay. Who? She. Uh, I don't really know her either. You probably don't know her, but she's in a group and she's she. I think she's a musician. Um, Hallie. Hallie and Chloe is the name of the group. Oh, but the, one of the girls is named, and they they're managed by Beyonce. Um, one of the girls is named Halle Bailey. Not Halle Berry, because I got tripped out too for a second. Okay, Halle Bailey. Bailey. She's a black girl, and she's supposed to be casted in a live-action Little Mermaid film. Okay. The internet went nuts. Why is that? Because Little Mermaid's supposed to be white with red hair. Well, Not black with red hair. I mean, well, that's how they met her originally, yeah. I mean, if you're going to make a live-action, I guess I can see why, I guess. I can't see why, bro. That's racist, bro. Well, If they want her to play Little Mermaid, why can't she be Little Mermaid? Because she's black? They're going to tell me she can't be Little Mermaid because she's black. I don't know. Look. So mermaids are white. No, no, no. No, no, no. I, I, I guess here, here's the part that I would kind of just kind of feed into. Just because it's like, put it this way. I'm going to give it to you like this. If you made Dora the Explorer with a white girl, my peoples will have a problem. Well, that's different because no, Dora the Explorer no, 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 speaks no. Spanish. It ain't different because that is different. You can learn Spanish. Saying delicioso, and it's a straight white girl. You can learn. Different. You can learn Spanish. No, you different. can, bro. I, I I got peoples that know Spanish, bro. White kids, bro. I mean, come on. That's you, different. You, you, your little girl's gonna be fluent. That's She's different, mixed. Though. She could be Dora. That, that, <laughs> Maybe you want to be Dora. Let's be Dora. That, that's my point. It, but it's one of those things. I, I guess if she wants to be fucking. 
uh, Princess Jasmine from Aladdin, which I just seen by the way yesterday. I I, I did enjoy the. Movie. Hey, did it look good? I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I'm waiting for the Lion King, dog. That's next Friday. I'm waiting for the Lion. I'm gonna take the kids. I gotta see. I gotta. I gotta see. I gotta, live action is just so different from the movie. I'm not gonna take my daughter. She's not gonna. She's three, so she she ain't gonna be into it. I'm just me and my girl will probably just go. Oh, no, I'm gonna take the kids. Fuck if they're into it. They're gonna be fucking into it. If I watch it, you're gonna watch it. If, I'm, if I if I can sit through it, you can sit through it. Bro, my kids fucking sat through Endgame. Get the fuck out of here. But all I know is um, fucking um. But that's interesting though. But it's interesting. But the but they're going crazy over it. But I mean, you know what though? Whoever's making the movie, it's fucking brilliant though. If you think about it. Cause let's be honest. I mean, let's let's not let's not put colors into the game. Let's just look at it from a business perspective. If you're a businessman, mm-hmm. and you're making a new movie, and you literally change the dynamic the dynamic of the original movie completely, it's not about changing it. I don't care. Like like well, no no no. Who it, cares that she's white? No, it's because the movie ain't nothing about her being white. No, bro. It's because look, man. We, we like I said, let's not look at it for colors. That's what it is, though. It's no. a black girl playing Little Mermaid. No, but what do you mean? But bro, you can't. That, like, here's where I'm, I want you to disconnect that part. Let's let's disconnect the colors for a second. The only reason why I tell you that is because we can't flip it. I mean, like, like I was telling you earlier about the whole little Home Depot shit. There's so much shit that there's there's got to be a line where you kind of have to say, okay, there's a median there. Because think about this. Mm-hmm. Give me a give me a famous black character. A famous black character? What do you mean, like a, a fictional character? Yeah, a fictional character or... Uh, I don't know, Black Panther? Or just, okay. So, Black Panther. If Black Panther would have been casted as a white man, would it have been questionable? Be honest. Well, I mean, if you're casting Black Panther and you're casting or and you're, and you're creating a film around the, the country of Africa or the continent of Africa... No, the, the, the content don't matter because Israel is so close to that. And they're, they're white. Right, but that's not in Africa. Well, I, but what I'm saying is that it, they're locals. I mean, what, what I, the point I want to put to you is that if you created a fictional character that was a certain way the entire timeline mm-hmm. and then you switch it just because you choose to, there's so, nothing but, wrong with but that. I don't, I don't, I'm, maybe, I'm, maybe I don't remember, but mm-hmm. I don't recall um, the Human Torch getting this much heat when they switched them to... Michael oh, yeah. B. Jordan. They did. I don't recall. I, I recall that very much, because there, I, people tripped out because my, uh, they the human torch was black. Yeah, they did. But I'll look, I'll look it up. I don't yeah. remember that. I, I, I don't I, maybe I it's because it. the Fantastic Four just isn't that big and widely known. That was it. The, the whole the whole but reason why it didn't get out there so much because they're not, okay was because of that. But let's let's but be that's honest though. Shit. That's just because it's not no like no. Well, but, that. but that's the thing. But but hey, let's be honest though. A lot of people did like Michael B. Jordan regardless though. Because before Fantastic Four, I mean, people were seeing them. So, I mean... The, the so thing because was, she's relatively unknown, this girl? That could probably be it. But, but that's not fair but, to but, her because but, she's black. But here's the business concept, though. Here's what I wanted to get to. The business concept is, if you want to create a shift in something, you do it with something that a lot of people have passion for. That's panderish. Pandering is when one person only does something for the look. Don't do that. Don't do it for the look. Bro. Do it because you want to do it. Do it because it feels right. Do it because it is right. Like, like, do everything. Is that not business? No, do everything for reflection, not perception. Bro, but but look, you're looking at it from higher grounds. Let's look at it from real grounds, from where we really stand, bro. 
Let's not let's not paint this shit with a different brush. Bro, I'm not. It, but what I'm saying is the, the backlash is only coming because she's black. Well, I mean, uh, that of course. Only become, it's only coming because she's black. So when you say, like, disconnect colors, I wish I could. Mm. But that's the reason why I said it. I, the only reason why I told you that is because of the business perspective. But... These dudes are going to make more money now because now this movie is being more talked about. It's going to be more criticized. And because it's more criticized, more eyes have to see it to appreciate it. And once it becomes a good movie, wow. But guess what? In the process of it, it was in so many people's ears, eyes, mindset. Even for those that didn't want to see it. But just think about it. They what love if, what, it. It's, it's a moneymaker. But what if all this backlash, that's, you're talking money, you're talking dollars and cents. Yeah. So that's why, I, I mean, that, that's pretty what much if, what What if this be. young girl um, is embarrassed? Of what? What if she's hurt? For what? Because because apparently Little Mermaid is white, so why are you going to play Little Mermaid? What if she's hurt and embarrassed? Bro, what if she... Bro, what if, what if, cause she's young. She's bro. 17. What if she backs out? What if she says, you know what? I don't want to take the role. Some, Even though she wants me, to take the role. Someone else will take that shit. If you, look, no, but she, these what, are the what risks I'm saying is, you take. What if she wants to take the role, but she's too embarrassed to be broadcasted on a national level mm-hmm. of being Little Mermaid, bro. And now she, and now she's too scared to take an opportunity like this, bro. This ain't the '60s, bro. Bro, it's not. Bro, listen to me. She's a young girl. What if she's hurt? It ain't happening. What? What is not happening? She ain't hurt. No, no. I, I get you think bro, she might not be hurt. No, now I don't think she's hurt either, bro. I think she's protected by it because she's managed by Beyonce and yeah, she bro. she has a career. But what I'm saying is, what if in the land of what if? Okay, what land of if, what if? What if she is on Twitter, on wherever, mm-hmm. on listening to all the pundits on on TV, right? Seeing comments and tweets and everything about her being a Little Mermaid, and it's not supposed to be because of her skin tone. That's fucked up. But do you think it would be enough to fuck her up? Yes. I, th- I think, I think, I'm not saying her yes, but I'm saying I think it can be enough to fuck somebody up. Somebody, bro. But so- somebody that, look, it'll fuck somebody up who doesn't believe in the change enough. Bro, she's 17. Like, she's young. Bro, we live in a so different era, bro. What if, what if she gets, no, we're not in a different world, bro. No, Racism I'm, I'm still exists. No, no, it exists. I'm so what I'm era. saying is, if she's reading all this, if she's hearing all this, if she sees all this, and she's hurt. And she's embarrassed. You know what? I, I think. And now she and now she now she's too embarrassed to take on an opportunity like this. She misses out on millions of dollars for her family. She uh, misses out on the exposure on the 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 fucking catapult that that could have on just her overall career. Yeah, bro, come on, man. Well, look, you know what? Keep it keep it a buck. Keep it a stack with I'll, me, man. I'll, I'll keep it a stack with you. I would agree with you a hundred percent. No, a thousand percent. If Beyonce wasn't backing her, I think that's only that, that's the only thing that blocks me. That's bro. it. I'll be honest with you. That's it. Beyonce's too racism much. Racism hurts she, a lot of people. Well, I, bro, but I know. But I'm talking about her. We're not talking about in general. I'm talking about in this case. The only reason why and I can't it can see hurt her too, bro. Now, but Beyonce, she's not that old. Her, bro. She's not that old, bro. But that's Beyonce. No, but what I'm, I'm talking about in the land of what if, bro. But I don't I, think I don't think I don't think that's gonna this is gonna be enough to knock her off her trajectory of her career. No, I don't. Of course, I don't think so. Either. I think she has enough money. I think she has enough backing behind her to to have her shielded to for her to know better. I love the motivation. But what I'm bro. saying is, but what I'm saying is, this world is fucked up, bro. Well, it is fucked up, bro. This world is fucking trash. The people in it fucking suck. <laughs> this is why I don't believe in people whatsoever. 
which is why it's 74. They can stand here and tell us Little Mermaid is not supposed to be black, potentially hurt somebody because of their skin color. Yeah. Because she was born a black girl. She's a black woman. That's why they say the most disrespected person, the most disrespected type of person the world has ever seen is the black woman. There's not a race, there's not a gender, there's not a type of person that is more disrespected than a black woman. I can see that. Because the black woman, over the course of centuries, had to endure so fucking much, right? You think back in the day, like, racism, and I mean, uh, racism, fucking um, um, slavery. They had to take on slave owners' last names. They were raped and had children. They were beaten. Like, you get what I'm saying? Like, so was other yeah. black people. But the most disrespected human that was ever created was the black woman. And that's the trip. I think I think that's really a bigger issue because it almost feels like it's ongoing. Wait, because... I guess I can see that. Because according to you, fuck it. Beyonce's backing you, suck it up, go do, go do the role. No, according... I guess the, the way I see it is that Beyonce is such a strong woman, bro. True. It's just... I, I, I just feel like, you know, she... If she wasn't backing her, I would see this to be an issue. I, I tell you I would. But since Beyonce is backing her, bro, Beyonce What if they told Beyonce, is, you can't play Nala because you're black? I, I guarantee you Beyonce will buy the studio. That's, that's true. That's the but difference. Money, but, but money don't do all that. Money, she has a lot of power. That's why when she was... Um, Oprah will buy that shit for her. Wait, that's why when she was looking for uh, people to help recreate her Ivy Park brand, Ivy and Park, whatever it's called. Oh, yeah, I remember we talked about she that. She walked right out of meetings because she would walk into board meetings with these people to hear their ideas and their pitches for her brand. She would walk in there and not see one woman, not see one black woman, one mm-hmm. black person. Oh, this, Whatever your ideas are, Y'all can keep them. We're missing something. It's something missing here. <laughs> and we just walked out. Didn't even allow them the opportunity to pitch it. What was it, it could have been the million, the trillion dollar idea. What was it? Too much milk and no coffee? Whatever it is. <laughs> um, I know. I, I, I tried to. I, I, I went on. I had to get that off my chest. Um, episode 43. Hey, but that was a good feel, though. That was a good feel. Anything else for the people, bro? Hey, man. This was good. I kind of wish we would have started with this first. I kind of wish we would have did it, too. But... It's all good. It is. That, that, that's the reason we're going to prep the up for the next one. rises to the top. The real always bro, survives. Don't tell me Good that, Good riddance bro. the podcast. I was just watching Macho Man Over the other and day, out. Bro. Over and out, man. I was just watching the Macho Man the other day. Macho Man? Yeah.